the Fitness Hacks Podcast, episode 33. Today, we're joined by Casey Washak. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. Breaking down fitness and the fitness business with some of the best names in the industry. And here are your hosts, Corey Lefkowitz and Ryan Heenan. Find out what the people who you look up to are doing and mimic it. I loved chatting with Casey today because Casey is so much more than just a gym owner. He's experimented with so many different things as an entrepreneur, and I think he brings so much to the table in terms of creativity and running his business. He started doing a challenge, but he didn't run it the way that everybody else was running it. You know, he charged differently. He he even framed it differently. He created his own model because sometimes mimicking, while it can help us build our business, it can also put us into a box and limit what we can really do and accomplish. So let's jump right into it with Casey as he covers his entrepreneurial journey and also Fit in 42. Today we're joined by Casey Washak. Casey, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and your fitness journey and what led to your passion for fitness? Uh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm a big fan of this podcast and um, I hope I could do it justice. So I started out, obviously, like most kids, I, I was really into sports. Uh, I wrestled. Uh, since I was 10, played baseball. I uh, tried my hand at soccer. It didn't take. And um, I ended up, after high school, I joined the Marine Corps. And it was there that I really uh, found the passion for fitness because now my my physical capabilities um, actually went into me, like went into the the score, so to speak, of me, like uh, being promoted and, and and moving up the ranks, and uh, it was also, you know, uh, I I was a machine gunner, and when we weren't out in the field and spending, you know, thirty days, sixty days in the desert or the jungles of Okinawa, we got off around five p.m. And I'm an 18-year-old kid with no car, on, stuck on base. Like, what else am I going to do? Let's go, let's go uh, hit the gym. And um, that led me to, uh, work, you know, obviously working out a lot on top of what we were doing in the Marine Corps. And I uh, joined the base wrestling team. One day, my uh, uh, one of my teammates – I took him down. He threw me in an arm bar and I was like, you know, what, what the heck is this? And he's like, that's jujitsu, man. I'm like, I got to learn that. So, uh, that led, so I started taking jujitsu. This is about 1998. Uh, UFC was barely around, uh, which led me to end up, uh, actually having, uh, some MMA fights while I was in the Marine Corps. Back then, they were in the back of nightclubs, uh, you know, bare knuckle, and uh, so that was that was fun, right? <laughs> so I needed to train for that. But one of the things that um, really brought me to the fitness industry itself, just besides what I was doing uh, on my own, was the fact that uh, my higher ups noticed. Um, everything I was doing. They noticed I was uh, very consistent with my workouts. I was eating right. I was going above and beyond physically on top of, uh, you know, knowing my job. 
And that's not, that wasn't the case for everybody. Uh, you know, being, you know, a, a young guy, single, um, kind of stuck on base. A lot of guys turn, turn to, uh, you know, drinking and, and eating pizza and burgers and being a, a Marine Corps grunt. Our job is getting to the fight. Our job is taking the fight to our, our enemies. Now, if you're out of shape and you can't get to the fight, that hurts everybody. So my higher ups saw what I was doing. And then, um, it was actually a punishment, but they forced me to train these guys three days a week. And the only time to do it was on our lunch hour. So I was training these guys during my lunch hour and I didn't want to necessarily be there because I was making the, the right decisions after work and they weren't. But one thing I did notice, and this kind of led me down the path of what we created later on in, uh, in our business, but was as a Marine, you spend the first three months in boot camp. And so what happens is any bad habit you had, whether it was smoking, drinking, eating bad foods, you had 90 days where that's eradicated. And that's everybody. But here's what I noticed is the fact that once those 90 days were up, that a lot of these guys went back to those old, old bad habits. So it's like they were carrying the story around, you know, where they came from, who they were before they became a Marine, that started showing back up. And it was like, oh, crap. Like, on top of the three days a week of training, like, how am I going to make sure they don't, like, this doesn't have to continue? And so we started trying to focus a little more on, like, why? Like, why are you doing these things? Why are you not taking care of yourself better? And why are you smoking? Why are you drinking so much? instead of taking care of yourself and, and being able to do your job a hundred percent. So we started focusing on that a lot. And, uh, I was happy to say one by one, these guys didn't have to come back to me. And it was at that point that, um, uh, my, my CEO, my company officer, my company commander, he said to me, uh, you know, you're, I know you're getting out and, uh, you're pretty what your plan was but you might want to look into you know training you, you, at point in, the, in my career I was a close combat instructor I was a sergeant I was a lot of fitness as a job and the minute he said that it just kind of clicked and I realized that there's so much I don't know. And that's when I started getting certifications and it wasn't about beat downs. Like I could, you know, we're government property. I could do whatever I want to these guys. I knew that a 50 year old woman would not pay for what I was doing to these guys. <laughs> so, um, so I had to start learning the intricacies of, of training and the science behind it. And not just 
trying to make you throw up three days a week so that you won't want to come back to me. So uh, that's where it led me. And then um, outside the Marine Corps, I didn't know where to go, where to start. Uh, I ended up taking a job at a local hospital. And then once again, the 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 fitness industry just kept calling me. Uh, I I had a job completely unrelated to fitness, but everyone I came in contact with was asking me like, you know, that, that typical thing that you see a lot of uh, women do when they start poking at themselves. How do I get rid of this? How do I get pulling on their tricep? How do I get rid of that? And I was like, I could train you. And so I started training at the, uh, at the hospital. There was a little gym there in the cardiac ward. And, uh, it just so happened that over time I was making more money after work than at work. And it was like, I think this is a sign. I think it's time for me to sink or swim and just jump. And that's, that was the beginning of it. I have to go back and ask, you know, a lot of trainers, we struggle with, you know, getting our clients to keep the habits that they have after like a 90 day program. You mentioned this really shaped what you do with your clients. Now, can you talk a little bit about how you got people to change their habits after the 90 days so that it became a lifestyle and it wasn't just a 90 day challenge where they ended up worse off than where they started afterwards because they just reverted back to old habits? Yes. So what we do now, we actually do a program we call Fit in 42. And so it's a 42-day program. And the way way I explain Fit in 42 is it's not about the outcome. It's not about the 20-pound goal that you have. It's about becoming the person who would achieve that goal. It's about developing the habits that, that you need to be able to reach that goal. So it's not, I'm going to, I'm, we're going to get you to the end result and then you're not going to have the tools necessary to stay there. It's let's, let's educate you. Let's teach you how to do this to where you're able to get there and stay there. And I hope that makes sense. No, that's great. I mean, I think that's such an important part of training. Often trainers just think, you know, I need to design like a workout program. I just need to tell people what to eat. But you actually have to educate because if you don't educate, people don't learn and they can't make a change long term. And it's not about having people come back to you because they need you to tell them what to do. It's having people come back because you're teaching them to be better. So they have the, the lifestyle habits. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, you know, when I'm sitting across from somebody and I'm explaining what we do, and I'm explaining Fit and 42, one of the things I tell them is, you know, after this program, you're going to have all the tools necessary to continue on. So if you want to stay, it's not because you have to, it's because you want to. You, you realize we have your best interests in mind. And I, I, I want to uh, challenge anyone who's listening who's afraid to give everybody the recipe. I say give them the recipe Tell them why, and then guess what? Whenever they hear all that noise, that that noise on TV, that noise on Facebook, on all these quick fixes, they're gonna know. Be, they're gonna know that the 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 path that they took is the right path, and they're gonna know you're the one who who led them on it. So. So they will always look at you as the expert. You're going to be their encyclopedia, their reference 
to fitness if you give them everything. Like, and, and so I, I definitely want to challenge people into not worrying about, about like keep holding back. We throw it all at them and we tell them why. And then we, we care about them. We love them and we, we take them through this journey. And um, we, we position Fit and 42 not as a – it's basically a 12-step program. I say it's the Betty Ford Center, which is a famous drug rehab center in my area. It's the Betty Ford Center for Health and Fitness. Like if you have habits, if you have things that are killing you, you can't, you, you can't, you know, like just like for lack of a better word, like pussyfoot around it, you have to attack it. And so, um, I, I'm not one. Let, let me say this. I don't believe in balance. I believe everyone's out of balance and they're, they're saying I need balance so they're justifying why they cheat and why, why they drink and why they eat bad foods. But they've been so out of balance for so long, like making one or two simple changes is not enough. Now, the, the, um, the caveat to that is they have to be able to have the accountability to, um, to go all in. You can't throw everything at them. And, and not give them the accountability and hold them to it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. I think it's so great that you talked about the element of it's not who you are now, but it's who you're going to be that's going to do that. And I think that's a great challenge call out to everyone who's listening, who's on the fence, jump into it and do it. Can you actually go into the mindset shift there was, though, that came from training soldiers and then going into, you know, like you said, training people who have all of these imbalances in their life yeah absolutely there's a lot of correlations and and basically like i said it was the fact that we all carry a story around we all um i know once again i i went through boot camp with all these guys um they all you know the ones who smoked had a hard time the first week or two of of boot camp after a while they were never talking about cigarettes and then we get to the fleet, you know, we graduate boot camp and get to our actual duty station. And the first thing they do is pick up a cigarette. It's like, what are you doing? You just erased all that hard work you did. Now, one of the things that brought us to Fit and 42 was the fact, and I know your, your listeners can relate to this, is I was having the same conversations hour after hour each day. And it was like Groundhog's Day, training different people, but having the same conversations. And so it kind of, it was like an aha moment for us. Like, how can we streamline our business? Like what I, you know, I'm having, you know, this lady sign up with me today and nutritionally and with her mindset, I'm meeting her right where she's at. But then two more people sign up and then they're at different places. And it's you, if you have a successful business, you can't have it off three people. You need hundreds of people. So how can I streamline my business? And then I started looking at, once again, the Betty Ford Center and the Marine Corps. 
The Marine Corps takes people from all walks of life, all different socioeconomic statuses, throw them into a room together for 90 days, and they leave willing to die for each other and die for a specific cause. Not only that, but with with the Marine Corps, they don't leave boot camp knowing how to be a machine gunner. They know the basics, the fundamentals of being a good Marine. And then that's when I, the next thing I do is go to my job and I become a Marine, uh, machine gunner or, or whatever your job's going to be. And that's kind of the way we, we were like, we decided to structure our gym um, was the fact that everyone's walk coming in at a different place. Why don't I get them all into this, the same room? Cause they all have similar challenges and I'm going to throw basically worst case scenario to best case scenario at them. So you might not know what a vegetable is, or you might eat thousands of vegetables, but I'm going to go over vegetables. So the person who understands vegetables and, and, macronutrients and micronutrients, they're going to not shut their ears, but it's going to reiterate what they already know. But that person who knows nothing is going to catch up just is going to catch up to that person because they're going to take from that what they need. And so the idea was get all these people into a room together who are all struggling in some facet, who all want a different life, a better life. Have them, like you said, have them focus on the fact that they can't get there if they stay the same person. So we all could do this in our lives. If like, if if you want to be a millionaire, what do you think a millionaire does when they wake up in the morning? What do you think a millionaire does when they get home from work? Is it four hours of TV? I doubt it. Is it sleeping in till 10? I doubt it. So paint a picture of what you think that person is doing and start mimicking those habits or read, read and listen to podcasts and, and find out what the people who you look up to are doing and mimic it. And that's the same thing we're trying to get our clients to do. What, what do you think a 20 pound, like what were you doing 20 pounds lighter that you're not doing today? Well, how do we get you back there? And so that's, that was the whole um, thought concept behind it. And I'll tell you, uh, we haven't even touched this. Like this didn't just, I didn't just uh, graduate or leave the Marine Corps and then open up Fit and 42. And now we're in 27 cities across the world. Um, we opened a gym in 2006 and by 2010, we were out of business. Um and it was because we were so inefficient with our time. And it was because I was, uh, I didn't have business systems down. And uh, a key component was we had no differentiator. We were, we were doing the exact same thing every competitor in our town was doing. We were personal training and we were doing like boot camps. So why are we different? I don't know. Like we think we're the best. But you know, everybody's got their guy, like Seinfeld says, everybody's doctor is the best. And, um, so it ended up, although from 2006 to 2010, from, uh, we won the best gym in our area two years in a row. It didn't matter. My brother and I 
did not take a paycheck for four years, ended up going out of business, giving our keys to a competitor. And that's when it just hit us. Like, we got to do something different. We got to do something different. We got to do something kind like, what else can I lose? I lost my house. I lost my business. The only thing I had left was my wife, thank God, and my brother. And it was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's flip this industry on its head. Let's not do a $99 challenge and hope people get results. Let's force them. Let's flip it on its head. Let's charge them a premium and let's get them. Let's force them to change. If you signed on the dotted line, now it's my reputation on the line. And I'm going to make sure you change just like the Marine Corps made sure I changed. So although it's um, a very I, – I, I don't like using the word strict, but it's a very organized program. It's not the Marine Corps. I'm not sitting there yelling at people. Um, I'm, I'm actually coming alongside them and showing them, look, I'm on your team. We're doing this together. Uh, every day we're going to troubleshoot if, if you're like, we got to make sure this works for your lifestyle long-term and not just for 42 days. And then I say, if you don't sign, forget you, (laughs) I'm, I'm in your corner. I I'm part of your team. You're part of family now. So we got to make this work. So what do you need? Casey, there was so much great advice for someone starting, you know, their fitness journey or even personal trainers, because you you tell personal trainers and you tell people, you know, you got to understand the why, you know, personal trainers shouldn't hold anything back. They should be sharing all the information. They don't need to be scared to share the information because educating should be part of what they do. And then you go into, you know, how you had a failure, even though things seem like they're perfect now, you know. We sometimes forget that, you know, we're all those ducks sitting on the water and the feet are turning really fast to get to where we need to be. And it looks all, you know, nice and good, but there are struggles. And I think it's so great that you can share those and that you learn from them. You know, you said you needed a differentiator and 42 days is not a time period you often hear. How did you come up with 42? Well, at the time, so back in 2010, the, the current research was it takes 21 days to create a habit. And then so our thought process was not only are we going to break habits and create new ones, then we're going to reinforce them for the next 21 days. And so that was the idea. That's where 42 came from. I think that's great because you do need time to not only learn new habits, but then repeat them long enough while you have someone in your corner helping you and educating you, you know, why you need to continue to do these things. Because even in that first 21, sometimes all the stuff doesn't come out, you just sort of repeat things for the the sake of repeating them. And as you mentioned, mimicking is really good. But then you sort of have to understand the why. How do you how do you help people take the, the habits they're mimicking and make them a lifestyle? Well, okay. Great question. Um, because I'm, I'm also going to challenge your listeners who run challenges in the fact that, you know, you were saying like 21 days isn't long enough, but the fact of the matter is, is they're not doing it for 21 days. They're doing it, um, here and there. Like they're not training 21 days straight. So in fit and 42, the way we make it a habit, is you're, you're going to be at our gym every day. I give you Sundays off, but I still want you to do what we call active rest. 
and I want you to take your kids out and play with them, or I want you to go for a walk. Uh, we actually have a um, – it's not mandatory, but we do a hike depending on the time of year. Uh, we do like a hike and we get outside the gym. So you can – do things with your family on Sundays, or you can come hang out with us and do something. But the the key component is two things. You're going to do it every day because that's how I know you're going to make a habit. And, and we are going to make sure you do it every day. Like, like there, it's not going to be a surprise to you if you don't show up and, and when you go home and we're on your answering machine, like, where were you? Like, you, you made this commitment and we're going to text you. We're going to Facebook message you. And the great part about it is everyone who signs up, everyone who's going through this, I don't actually have to hold you accountable because your other participants who you're bonding with also do it. And so um, one of the things, maybe it's the Marine in me, but one of the things our, our whole thought process was like, I don't want you to be able to escape me. I want you, every time you turn, to be reminded of, of the goals you set. So how do we do that? Well, for one, uh, one of the simplest ways is every time uh, when someone joins Fit and 42, they get a what we call a progress band. And they, it's, a, it's a rubber silicone band they put on their wrist that they, they have to keep there. And every time they put it on the hand they eat with. So every time they go to take a spoonful or a forkful, it's staring them in the face. Two, I, my brother and I sat down and we're like, how can we reach people when they're not in the gym? And we did things I don't think most, most fitness owners do. And we started trying to make alliances with other businesses. So currently – if you were in Palm Desert, uh, California, or La Quinta, California, there's five different restaurants you'd go to, and there's a Fit and 42 menu. Uh, there's seven different juice bars you can go to, and there's Fit and 42 options on their menu. And the thought process being is, I need to control your life as much as possible. I need to show you that there are healthy options, and I don't want you locking your – like. There are TV shows that we, some of us like to watch of huge transformations where people go to a fat camp and are literally running on a tre tre treadmill for six hours a day and, um, and they eat bare minimum. Unfortunately, those people then, after that show is over, get sent home and they don't know how to deal with their their typical day, their life, their lifestyle, because they were taken out of their lifestyle. And then all of a sudden they're thrusted back in. They're thrust in with friends who might not be uh, completely on board with their changes. They're thrusted in with kids who maybe don't like the way they, uh, the, the, the parent eats now, uh, uh, the stresses of their job because they took time off to do this show. Not in our program. Our program is like you have to do it inside your lifestyle. So you work graveyards. You still need to work out at some point, right? So guess what? 
that we have multiple class times a day. One of those class times is going to fit in your current lifestyle and you're going to make it work. You're a nurse and you don't get to sit down and eat often. Guess what? We're going to work with you. You still need to eat. We're going to work with you and figure out what that looks like because you're not going to quit your job. You're not going to take time off to do this thing and then figure it out. We need to figure it out now. And it's, it's all about the accountability and it's all about um, supporting the client and troubleshooting inside their lifestyle. Because I don't expect that to change. Yes, I do want them to make their – I want them to affect their circle of influence. Like uh, so many of our participants, their spouses lose weight just because they're the one who, who usually cooks. And now all of a sudden they're all eating healthier. Um, it, or coworkers are, 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 are watching and, and starting to mimic and asking, you know, they, there's a saying they always, at first they say, why are you doing that? And then they say, how are you doing that? And so we're affecting change and it's really cool to be a part of other people's journeys that have no idea, uh, have never stepped foot in our gym. And it's really neat. And it all goes back to just supporting the client and holding them accountable. I think there are so many unique and creative elements to your program that obviously make it effective. At what point did you say, okay, I want to take this and expand it and try to get it in cities across the world? What happened was I started in, like, we're very proud of what we've accomplished and what happened was we started to get those people. Um, we, we, we've had so many people now fly in to do our program and stay. So what happens is, is a family member, like, so uh, let's say a woman does our program. Um, she, she completely changes her life. And then there's some, maybe Thanksgiving comes around and family gets together or some uh, a family reunion, and then all of a sudden these people are like, wow, what did you do? And she explains the program, and, and then all of a sudden this person's like, I need to come down for six weeks and, and do this program and then go back up to wherever I'm from, and hopefully it'll stick. And so we just found like that was happening too many times. And it's like they're this like I am not special in any means. Like I can't I can't be the only one who's doing something like this. And if I am, like that's that's that needs to change. And this should be this should be in every major city, and this should be helping people. And uh, so that's when we decided, like, all right, we need to get this out. And we need to make sure other people, like other gyms, are uh, are changing lives. And I'll tell you, um, I have two gyms now. Um, and then the 27, I call them affiliates, who are running the program. But this has changed my life, too. Uh, we charge $1,500 per person. And we've had thousands of people go through this program in our town. And it's changed my life financially. It's changed my business. It's changed my brother's life. It changed my staff's life. And it's like, 
I know there's, so this is like, this is coming from like two fronts. Like, oh, our, our country is in despair when it comes to obesity and everything. But at the same time, I'm watching, you know, via Facebook and Instagram. And I, I know too many awesome fitness professionals who are like, are leaving the field. And doing other things and, and like starting to work for clients because it it is a grind. It can be a grind and especially when you have a family. Um, I didn't at the time when, when we were going through all our turmoil. Uh, but at, just to mention that, my wife told me we couldn't start a family because she was supporting me. She's like, she said, I can't support you financially and children. And I'm a Marine, and that's that's tough to hear. So we just – I I can't have too many – like people get into this field to help people, and then the grind beats them down, and the, the typical, uh, you know, business model of, uh, you know, I'm going to take clients when I can or basically when they want to train, and I'm going to – I'm going to work – uh, six hours in a 15 hour day. I'm going to work at 5 a.m. and my last client leaves at 8, 8 p.m. And, and there's only six hours of work in between. And uh, I don't get a chance to see my kids. You know, my, you know, it's putting a stress on my, my relationship with my wife because I'm not bringing home enough money. And my my in-laws look at me like I'm a loser and like I just can't make it work. And that's not the case. It's not the case at all. It's just, it's, it's, if, if, if these guys, if, if I, I just know I'm, I'm speaking from everything I went through and it's, it's a saturated market and everyone, everyone's afraid to do something different and everyone's looking at their competitor as validation and saying like he charges 70 so I'll charge 70. You know, his challenge is 125 bucks so mine will be 125 bucks. And so that but who knows if your competitors making any money. So it's like everyone's just chasing each other's tail and it's it's very frustrating and it's it breaks my heart and I just know like everyone who gets into this field is, is doing it for the right reason. And, uh, and it, it's, it, it sucks to see him leave. It was honestly one of the reasons we started the podcast was to present different opportunities in the fitness industry. You know, we've talked about being a gym owner. We've talked about having the online business and you now having something that you license to gyms across the country is just another avenue that trainers can expand their business and make money doing what they love. If a trainer was interested in say trying to license their program, what would some advice you would give them to start doing that be? To license their own program, correct? Yes, that, or, I mean, even taking advantage of your program. Well, so, look, um, so let, let me tell you where, where this has led me. So if, if you're interested in Fit in 42, um, you could either go to fitin42.com and there's a, a licensing page on that. Or go to Casey Washak. So my last name, W-A-S-H-A-C-K dot com. And um, 
there's a form on there and basically we'll get on the phone and we'll figure out what's the best option. So here's what I've noticed. And, um, and, uh, this, I want some of your listeners to look in the mirror, but I've told you a little bit about my story. Uh, my life has been turned around now. Now I get to do things that for my clients that most, most gyms might not be able to in fit and 42, for example, every participant is paying $1,500 and I, I have affiliates who are paying more than that. They, they charge 2000. I have ones that charge less. I'm just telling you what we do, but I only take 50 people in that program. You guys can do math. If something cool comes up that uh, opportunity presents itself during Fit and 42, I am not strapped for money to do it. If I find out there is a, a, a breast cancer 5K um, in the next town over, I will say, hey, Fit and 42ers, this Saturday – uh, meet us at the gym. We rented a bus and we signed you all up for the breast cancer fit and 42, or I'm sorry, the breast cancer 5k. That's our workout. And I can pay all their entry fees. I can rent a bus. I can make it an experience and I'm not frustrated. I'm not worried about money. I get to create an experience for people and help out other charities. So if you, if you like, obviously, what you're hearing about Fit and 42, please, please reach out. But I'm not going to sit there and defend it. I'm, um, I get a lot of people who, who, who uh, contact me, and they're almost interrogating me as, as to what I'm doing. I'm like, God, you called me. <laughs> so, like, I'll tell you what I'm doing, but, like um, – it, it's the it's the exact same thing that happens when you sit across from a client, and like the first thing they say is how much. Like you don't even know what it is. You don't know what you get. You don't know how how this works and everything entailed. So very similar. So what I've decided to do, and it's just like what we do in our gyms. You start you start getting people who like I would say a lot of. Uh, of, of trainers and coaches are very, what I would call artistic. Like we all want our, you know, we want our fingerprints on everything. And that's, that is cool. So if, if you want to talk fit and 42, I'll talk fit and 42. But if you sat there and said, yeah, but I want my version. Cool. I'll teach you how to do it. And this goes just beyond fit and 42 because one of the really cool things that's happened with creating a program that changes people's lifestyles is I have to constantly evolve my business in order to meet them. And what I mean is this. Uh, one of my favorite stories is a client. Uh, her name's Christy. She was 211 pounds. And she did fit in 42. And, uh, basically this is a woman who would, would wear, you know, sweatpants, like she, like you would see minimal amounts of skin. She'd cover her arms, she'd cover her legs. 
and she did fit in 42. She did great. Then she's looking for the next fix, her next like high, if you will. And so she decides to do 5Ks. Then that turns into half marathons. And all along the way, we're training her for these things. And my wife happens to be a bikini competitor. And then one day, Christy says to me, hey, uh, I'd, I'd love for your wife to train me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She, she's not a trainer. I, I'm, I'm her trainer. <laughs> so, and she's like, well, I want to do a bikini competition. And I was like, holy cow. Like, here's this woman who was once 211 pounds, who, who's created this new lifestyle. Like, this is someone who wouldn't show her arms. And now she wants to get up on stage and be judged by a bunch of strangers in a bikini. Like, huge mindset shift. And so it was at that point where, like, holy cow, we need to keep coming up with with things that support this uh, this like newfound lifestyle. Like they're they're searching for the next challenge. And I hate using that word, but so we have bikini teams, we have Spartan race teams, we've had triathlon teams. We've so we have all like we've created using like the model we did with Fit and Forty Two to support our clients and their evolution after Fit and Forty Two is over. So now that's that is the other thing that I find I found myself doing is fine if you don't want fit in 42 let me help you design your version or at least give you all the questions we had to answer or but then I get people who are like case fit in 42 sounds amazing but I'm not into fat loss I'm more uh golf specific there's ways to create a golf specific program. Like if you're the coach who trains, uh, you know, athletes for golf, I don't need to teach you how to program for golf. I need to teach you everything else to make it a valuable program for them to do and to be able to create a destination for them. What can, what about golf? Can you create a, a tangible goal in a, a specific amount of time and then let's 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 figure out that tangible goal and then let's work backwards and, and figure out what what you need to do like you focus on the programming i'm talking about all the little additions to it that make it something that could be high priced are there seminars you can do? Are there putting seminars? Are there are there uh, stretch specific stretches? Are there packets you can give them? Uh, for nutrition, if you know all these different things that could be added to a 42-day, eight-week, whatever program to be to design it to where they will feel it's a ton of value and that they'll be able to reach a goal by an endpoint. Casey, I think you're truly an innovator when it comes to your approach to fitness and uh, you know gym ownership. So I have to ask you, where do you see the future of fitness going? Do you see it headed more in this direction or do you see people just continuing to copy other competitors over and over and make the same mistakes? I think we're seeing a huge uh, paradigm shift right now um, with what's happening with, uh, you know, like big box gyms. And uh, I do think, I do think um, 
the future it's going to be, I, I think it's group for sure. I definitely think um, small group. Um, and the fact that you need to, like, people are moving less now. So if we can get them in, in packs, and if we can get them in groups and have them do specific things together, uh, I, I think the day and age of you just training a client three days a week is done and not addressing the rest of their life. And I mean, now you're seeing all these different, uh, you know, mindset certifications coming out and, and uh, all these all these things that trainers didn't really have to do a lot of before, um, it's 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 now going to be like par for the course. It's going to be status quo. Is like you have to address everything else in their life besides the exercise is the easy part when they sign up for it because they're going to come see you. It's how do you affect change in the other you know, 160 hours or 162, three hours in a week when they're not with you. So I, I think that's where it's headed. Um, I think that especially now with the whole online component and information is so easily accessible, but I do feel that somehow, some way people have to be connected in, in a, some sort of group and be able to, uh, to reach out and, and connect. And it can't just be like, I get a printout, you know, once a month with my workouts and, you know, a, a couple emails asking me how I'm doing. So there's, there's a, I think there's some, I think it's gonna be insane with virtual reality. And, and, uh, when, when that becomes more mainstream and I could literally be in your living room, <laughs> you know, with you somehow, like it's, uh, there, I, I think that's going to be a big thing. So, um, but I think the, uh, I, I, we're seeing it in other aspects of fitness with big box gyms. The big guy is, is having to readjust and figure, figure out, you know, who they truly are. I, I feel like, um, CrossFit too had to look, uh, inward and figure out like, like they do an amazing thing about community, but um, and I'm speaking just from what I see in, in CrossFit communities in my area, they're very, um, uh, what's the word exclusive. They, they there's a, there's a, a, a large component of the population that just, um, doesn't fit. And, uh, and they're just not ready. They're, they're if they had a boot camp sort model potentially to get people ready to like what your like a regular wood would look like, that might that might be better. Right? But uh, just to take someone off the couch and then you know in a in one session teach them how to snatch and deadlift and then say go at it, I, it could be a little scary. Well, I 100% agree that lifestyle coaching, we'll sort of call it, is very important. And I really do hope that you're right. And it's the wave of the future. You've given us so much great advice and so many different things to think about whether or not you're starting your fitness journey or you're a personal trainer trying to coach people as they start their fitness journey. But Casey, now we have to ask you the fast five fitness facts, which are the hardest questions we're going to ask you today. Are you ready? 
As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. What's your favorite exercise? I like kettlebell swings. Basic and brutal. And what exercise do you hate but love at the same time? Uh, besides kettlebell swings? Um, <laughs> so um, I, I would say like anything involving the ropes. Um, once again, you hate it so much, but it feels so good after. And what, what's the best book you've ever read? Um, I would say Start With Why by Simon Simonek. And what is your current favorite pump-up song? Oh, wow. Um, I like to get angry when I work out. So there's, um, right now, it's currently... So you just yell, no music? <laughs> no, no, no. There's words. There's <laughs> words. You can understand it. Right now, um, I love the lyrics. It's, called, uh, it's from the Sick Puppies. It's called You're Going Down. And if you could train with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man. It would be Chesty Puller who is the godfather of the Marine Corps. And just this guy's mindset. If you guys have never heard of Chesty Puller, Google Chesty Puller quotes. And if that isn't a man, a man you'd want to emulate, I don't know who is. Everybody listening, Google right now. Chesty Puller. Casey, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and follow up? All right. So I'm on, obviously, Instagram and Facebook, Casey Washak. Um you can email me, Casey, at fitin42.com. Once again, if you're interested or just want to see what we're doing with Fitin42, there's fitin42.com or my own personal site, caseywashack.com. Great, Casey. Thanks so much again. Uh, enjoyed myself, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. For the show notes and more episodes, visit redefiningstrength.com.